Welcome to Sermons and Sounds of Plymouth, the podcast of Plymouth United Church of Christ. I am Pastor David, and on behalf of the members of this congregation, thank you very much for joining us. May God bless you through these words, and may you know God's love through them. Now, the podcast. Our Old Testament lesson is from 1 Kings. Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah, saying, So may the gods do to me and more also if I do not make your life like the life of one of them by this time tomorrow. Then he was afraid. He got up and fled for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah. He left his servants there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a solitary broom tree. He asked that he might die. It is enough. Now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the broom tree and fell asleep. Suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Get up and eat. He looked, and there, was, there at his head was a cake baked on hot stones and a jar of water. He ate and drank and lay down again. The angel of the Lord came a second time, touched him, and said, Get up and eat, otherwise the journey will be too much for you. He got up and ate and drank. Then he went into, in the strength of that food 40 days and 40 nights to Horeb, the mount of God. At the place he came to a cave and spent the night there. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, What are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts. For the Israelites have forsaken your covenant thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they are seeking my life to take it away. He said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Now there was a great wind, so strong that it was splitting the mountains and breaking rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind and earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound of sheer silence. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Then there came a voice to him that said, What are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they are seeking my life to take it away. Then the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. When when you arrive, you shall anoint Haziel as king over Aram. Our gospel lesson is from the Gospel of Luke. And Luke is what we are reading from this summer. That is our lectionary text in 
they're just working sequentially through uh, Luke's gospel. For the, so for the next couple of months, we'll be following Jesus on his uh, journey as teacher and healer. And today is a story of healing. And so hear now and listen for how God is speaking to you through these words of Luke's gospel. Then they arrived at the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. As he stepped out on land, a man, of, a man of the city who had demons met him. For a long time he had worn no clothes, and he did not live in a house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many times it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles, but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the wilds. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? He said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. They begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss. Now there on the hillside, a large herd of swine was feeding, and the demons begged Jesus to let them enter these. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When the swineherds saw what had happened, they ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came out to see what had happened. And when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone sitting at the, the man from whom the demons had gone sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told them how the one who had been possessed by demons had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So he went away, proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. Here ends the reading. Thanks be to God. The Lord was not in the wind. And so Elijah did not move. And the Lord was not in the earthquake, so Elijah remained in the cave. And the Lord was not in the fire, so Elijah continued to wait. And then there was the sound of sheer silence. And so Elijah put on his mantle and went to the cave entrance, because the Lord was in the silence. And Elijah was on the run because he feared for his life. He was under some persecution by uh, Ahab the king and some others. And he ends up in that cave on Mount Horeb. And it was early in that, that lesson mentioned that the word of the Lord came to Elijah. The word of the Lord. What are you doing here, Elijah? I have been zealous for the Lord. The Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, killed your prophets, and they seek my life as well. 
And then later on, when he has walked out into the silence, the Lord says to him, not the word of the Lord, but the Lord. The Lord speaks. And eventually says to him, go, return on your way. Extraordinary story. God was in the silence. And then God spoke. Elijah walked out into the silence. And then God spoke to Elijah. God was in the silence. And it makes sense. He can't speak over a wind. can't speak over an earthquake or over the roar of a fire. You have to wait for a quiet moment to have that conversation. Have you ever been in a, a restaurant that's so noisy that you can't really talk to the people sitting around the table with you? It's incredibly frustrating. You can hear, kind of, you can hear, you can tell that they're saying something, but you can't always hear what they're saying, and so you have this conversation that goes like, what, you bought a Snickers bar off a cherry truck? Now Betty White uh, uh, traps snowshoe rabbits? What? It's difficult to hear. The message gets all garbled. When it's difficult to hear, that means that it's difficult to understand. It's like trying to listen to a radio station that has a lot of static. Even if it's something maybe you really want to hear, so you try to listen through the static anyway. It takes a lot of energy to hear what's being said in that noise, and often uh, there's enough noise that it's just not worth the effort. You can't hear anything. And just as I, I think that all, all cashiers and waitresses and all service people, I think they should all be given the permission to say to, uh, to people who are on their cell phones, I will wait until your phone call is finished. I will not disturb you uh, by ringing up your purchase or talking to you. Finish your phone call, uh, and then, uh, and then I, will, uh, I will serve you. I think God kind of says that to us. Something similar to that. God's maybe saying, I have something important to say, but I'm going to wait until you're quiet. I'm going to wait until you leave space for me to speak and to not have to shout over the noise. God was in the silence. God was in nothing happening. God was in, everything is at peace. Everything is quiet. Stop looking for God where God is not. Be still, be quiet, and notice that God has been right in front of you. God has been there all along. There could be a lesson here for some of those who insist uh, on seeing God in the earthquakes or tornadoes or fires that want to see uh, God's judgment in those events. God was in those uh, earthquakes and tornadoes or hurricanes. God was there punishing the people. I don't think that's a, a good way to look at how God 
is present. I don't think God is present in these natural disasters or in disease or in tectonic plate shifting. Those are just natural things. God does not make those happen. God does not send them as, uh, as punishments on people. But after the fury of the hurricane, after the rumbling of the earthquake, after the noise of the tornado, is silence. A silent awe and horror at the destruction. Or maybe the silence after you've just heard that you have cancer, or that someone you love has cancer, or is dying, or that late night phone call that says that someone you love has just died. That moment of silence. That silence as a response because there are no words that can convey the emotion or the feelings. That's where God is present. Listen for God in the silence. That silence after the fury is all over and the first responders show up as God's heart and hands and feet. That silence after the fury when good people mobilize to help even from far away and when leaders begin the process of healing and rebuilding and reassuring. That's where God is. That's the time to leave the cave and go and meet God. That's where God is. Even in daily life, outside of the disasters and outside of sickness or trauma or the other things that make us anxious, sad, or filled with despair, just the regular daily life, God is in the silence. Silence as an absent, absence of sound, but also silence as the absence of the noise of advertising and flashing lights and beeping cell phones and your computer saying you have a new email or a new Facebook message or a new text. The noise that says that we must be busy every waking hour to work and work and work and produce and produce and produce. All this noise. And we don't believe in literal demons anymore as, as physical beings sent by the devil or created by the devil to come and, uh, and possess us. But I think the world is full of folks like this man that Jesus encounters. And we are probably at some level all this man. And maybe we don't have the literal demons coming from hell, but we have these voices in our head, these voices of legion. They give us false messages and false promises uh, and teach us or that want us to live in ways that are not God's ways. The voices that say, uh, buy this and buy that and take your vacation here and drink this brand of water. Uh, how did we get to the point where water is branded anyway? Go here, do that, drive this car to be cool or drive this car to be, look serious or drive this car to uh, fit whatever 
mold this is, do this activity, be the perfect mom, be the perfect dad, be the perfect child, be the perfect worker, answer the phone, answer the email, your phone just got a text, respond to it. There's another request on LinkedIn that you have to respond to. Please like my post on Facebook. You need a bigger house, a better espresso machine, a more prestigious job. You need to take a vacation to more upscale places, but if you take a vacation, then you're lazy. Ten ways to be a better leader or better mom, a better lover, a better coach, teacher, parent, brother, CEO, entrepreneur, woman, employee, doctor, pastor, musician, Christian, gardener. And by the way, your grass is too long and now your neighbors think you're probably a heroin addict uh, or maybe a nonconformist, which is even worse. Go, go, go. Bye, bye, bye. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Pretend everything is okay. Put on a happy face. Act normal. Think inside the box, deny your hopes and aspirations, noise, noise, and noise. We are legion, we are legion, and Jesus comes by and says, silence. Silence. You don't have to listen to those voices. Those voices are fit only for swine. Let them reside there don't have to listen. All we need is the voice of the Lord, the voice that says, you you are my beloved. You are worthy. You are important just as I made you. Your identity is in me and in me alone. Your identity should not come from listening to those voices. And that man that Jesus encountered was put into his right mind once all those voices were sent away. He was in his right mind. And the people around him were afraid. And I think partly, maybe they were afraid. Because he said no to some of this fiction that we create around us some of the false stories and the false narratives. He was in his right mind because he was in his God mind. That moment of silence to listen only to God. And that can make people afraid. We have a long history of trying to silence those people who try to silence the unhealthy voices. It's been going on for thousands of years, and it still goes on. In many ways, we like those demons that create the false narrative, that give us kind of this nice protective cave to live in, where we don't have to face reality, or the truth of God. The right mind is the one that doesn't listen to the demons, that doesn't listen to the noise and the fiction. The right mind is the one that by turning off the noise, by tossing it to the swine, can finally listen to God's quiet spirit. The right mind is the one that leaves the artificial comfort of the cave to step into the silence and to step into the truth of the Lord's speaking and of God's presence in the silence.
And that is the good news for this day and for all days. Thank you again for listening to the Sermons and Sounds of Plymouth podcast. If you are in the Eau Claire area, we especially invite you to join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. And I invite you also to check out our website at pcucc.com for upcoming events and special worship services. From Plymouth United Church of Christ, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, this is Pastor David. Thank you for spending this time with us. May God bless you.